630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. NBA playoffs will resume tomorrow. Other sports around the uh, professional ranks will be back as well. In a joint statement, the two NBA sides say they will immediately establish a social justice coalition made up of players, coaches, and owners. Play stopped Wednesday when the Milwaukee Bucks didn't take to the courts out of frustration with the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin and other acts of racial injustice against black people. The NHL, meantime, is having a second straight day today without games before it resumes tomorrow. Major League Baseball returned today for Jackie Robinson Day, honoring the man who broke the color barrier in the sport. Roger Ward, the Canadian Press, Toronto. Yes, Major League Baseball, full slate of games today after uh, 10 games over the last couple of days were uh, postponed to uh, basically uh, stand back in support of uh, or in the uh, fight against racial and social injustice. But uh, full slate of games today. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Buffalo, their temporary home for this truncated Major League Baseball season. They're taking on the Baltimore Orioles. Vladimir Guerrero, Teoscar Hernandez, they homer on consecutive pitches. They're up two zip on the Baltimore Orioles. You know the Jays have a 66% chance of making the playoffs in this weird season uh they're in the second wild card spot and if you look at the american league standings uh in eighth spot are the jays and the ninth place team is like way far down so if they just hold serve here they'll be making the playoffs for sure it is jackie robinson day down in the states how good was jackie robinson 10 seasons with the dodgers 311 lifetime batting average six-time all-star 1947 Rookie of the Year, 1949 National League MVP, 55 World Series champion, Baseball Hall of Famer in 1962. Always love Jackie Robinson Day. Isn't that great, Kellen? That is tremendous. Amazing. Well, that's what you know. It's 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 cliche, but that's Hall of Fame numbers. Well, there you go. That's you can take his career numbers and say, hey, that's Hall of Fame numbers. There you go. So. Now, did you see uh, 42? I did not. The uh, no, Jackie I Robinson movie? Yet, but you did uh, not? It's good. So. Tremendous, tremendous. It, it'll make you mad. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson. Okay. Uh, brilliant performance. It does make you mad in a lot of uh, spots. I know there was times I, w- I was shaking watching it just because it was the depictions of the racism was really, really tough. I will uh, check it Harrison out. Ford- sure. Harrison Ford played Branch Rickey. Oh, cool. Who, who <laughs> took a chance on, he said, and, and Branch Rickey was great because he says, I want the best ball players I can find. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know that the, the the color barrier at the time was not broken. Jackie Robinson broke it. Branch Rickey was a big reason why. And Harrison Ford had a great, great performance as, uh, as Branch Rickey. So, tremendous movie. So, yeah, check it out. Will do. And just be and just be forewarned. It's uh, there's a couple spots in the movie. It's really tough to watch, but mm. uh, uh, it, it is a tremendous watch. So uh, love Jackie Robinson Day, Major League Baseball. Hey, there is hockey tomorrow, and it's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins for the final time this week on six thirty. Chad Inside Sports. One more day until we resume action in the NHL. Three games tomorrow. One game here in Edmonton. The Vancouver Canucks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Game three of that series tied at one. That game will get underway here at 7.45. Then two games in Toronto. 
the early game at 10 a.m. our time, Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that is, I believe that's game four with the Lightning up two games to one. And the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders will play at five o'clock with that series tied at one. And then on Sunday, there are three more games, two here in Edmonton, one in Toronto. That is uh, game four between the Flyers and Islanders at six o'clock Edmonton time. Then at four o'clock Edmonton time here in uh in the uh, Western bubble, Dallas Stars, Colorado Avalanche will play game four with the Stars leading two games to one. And then we'll see the Vancouver Canucks and Vegas Golden Knights again in uh, game four of that series starting at 830. So this was a day where uh, players, again, in the National Hockey League had a day of kind of reflection and off day. Um, in in the fight against racial and social injustice. And um, I'm not sure if there are any practices today. I, I'm, I did not catch that. But uh, I know the Western Conference teams did not have any media availability. Uh, the Eastern Conference teams did. And uh, during Braden Coburn's and, Lake, and Luke Shen's availability, they're the two defensemen, uh, one of the two, or two of the defensemen from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Braden Coburn was asked a hockey question not playing a game for five months and then coming in and playing on back-to-back nights just how does how do you keep yourself prepared mentally for that and then go out and do you know the job both you guys did well thanks for the question eric uh we appreciate the i guess the compliment but i think today for the most part and especially um you know today and and yesterday you know we kind of want to make sure that we keep the attention and and the conversation around uh, around the issues and and uh and that's kind of where I think our head's at right now. So keeping it to the social issues, which I know will upset some, and I know it, it upset some reporters as well, or not some, but just, you know, I didn't see too many reporters get upset. Although Sam Carcitti, who is a Philadelphia Flyers reporter for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, I believe, uh, his first question to the Flyers media availability. Can you forget about all the social issues for a minute and just focus on hockey? What does delaying the game two days do to momentum you built from the overtime win? Now, I'm not sure what the answer to that was, but that got a lot of uh, people a little bit um, kind of like, come on, man. Come on, Sam. We can ask a better question than that on this day. And we know that there's been a lot of people upset about no sports for the last couple of days. This all started on Wednesday when the NBA, um, they started their boycott. Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magic. And and we'll talk about it in a bit here because there's a, there a fascinating piece today in Yahoo Sports just outlining what happened leading up to the, uh, basically the, the walkout or the boycott of that game by the Milwaukee Bucks and then what happened after... Uh, that uh, that incident, what happened Wednesday night into th- into Thursday afternoon, because it looked like there was going to be no NBA season. That was it, done. But uh, now they're back on the rails, and they'll they'll resume tomorrow with the Raptors resuming their playoffs. They'll play Game One of their Eastern Conference semifinal series with the Boston Celtics on Sunday morning Edmonton time at 11 a.m. But Uh, Brad Marchand was responding to people who would say to Brad Marchand and to the rest of the sporting world, can you just stick to sports, please? 
Yeah, again, I think it comes back to, um, you know, people uh, have opinions and uh, listen, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but um, it's very evident and clear that this is bigger than sports and, and, you know, people need to put that aside. Sports is, it's a luxury. Uh, it's a luxury to watch this game, to play this game. Um, but when it becomes about people's safety and people's lives and um, people feeling comfortable to, to be in their own skin, um, you know, it, it's much more important than that. And, you know, I understand people want to watch the games and I understand people want to, you know, to, to see this, but, you know, it's too bad. You know, we, we have bigger things that we care about and that we want to do and improve upon and, and the people that we want to support. And that's what matters. Reminder, you can call or text 780-496-0063. Barry Trot says, simply, this is a, he's the New York Islanders head coach. It's just a time for reflection. Listening is a skill. And uh, this is a good time for everybody to listen because there's stuff uh, in this world that not everybody, you know, everybody pretends they understand, but we don't understand. So it is time to listen and, uh, and support. And this is a question that has been asked. I've asked it. A lot of people have asked it. What comes next in this fight against racial and social injustice? And Barry Trot says that is an important step. We've got a voice. We've got uh, uh, some momentum uh, for the brotherhood. And now it is a, uh, uh, the next step is to have some solutions. If it, it have, we have to change some laws, let's get that done. Uh, uh, if it's getting our schools and our, the next generation, the, the youth, uh, all that to understand the meaning of love and understanding, then let's get that done. And that's the next step for me. Couple of texts in already at uh, 780-496-0063. Dan says, uh, for weeks and months, it's all been talk, Black Lives Matter, talk that there needs to be action taken, fine. So when there are people doing the talking, uh, so uh, when are the people doing the talking going to tell me exactly what action they want? I am as big of a sports fan as the next. The postponement of live sports sucks, but I just turned my channel to another program and life goes on for me. So since a, a bit of frustration from Dan, but a bit of understanding there and, and a lot of understanding there as well. So I think Dan raises a good point. What are we supposed to do? You know, and that's a good question because what can we do? Cowtown Bob says, I am an old white fart. <laughs> I love that. I'm an old white fart. That's great. Who was lucky enough to be born in Edmonton, Alberta. My history as a hockey fan goes back to Ron Took and the Edmonton Monarchs and the Edmonton Gardens. In those days, we expected the government would sort out this global social issue of racism, and that unfortunately is woven into the human condition. Given that our governments have failed us so badly, I applaud the professional athletes who are at least doing some to raise awareness of the situation. I would ask your listeners to support the athletes and their efforts because depending on the government is futile. And that, you know, that's a great point. And I think the power of the athlete has more weight right now than our political leaders, especially in the U S and the NBA has really championed themselves as, as the leaders in the fight against racial inequality, racial injustice. And if the if if leaders aren't going to do it, then who's going to do it? 
So I think athletes do have a powerful voice because we love sports. A lot of people love sports. A lot of people love the athletes that play. And I know it's uncomfortable to hear this kind of talk when we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when there's playoffs in the NBA, when there's sports going on right now, when we've missed it for, you know, well over four months when we talk about hockey, it's, uh, it's not comfortable, but at the same time, doesn't excuse that or doesn't mean the issue goes away. You know, and what can we do? Like, to me, it's just like, how do we fight this? It's respect. It's just treating each other with respect, treating each other um, with, yeah, with, with love too, and not building up these silly little ideals that we have of someone if we don't even really know what they're all about. But why can't we just be respectful? You know, and that's what I think. Like, treat people on a case-by-case basis, and let's not start broad-brushing everyone. I think that might be a good start. I don't know. I mean, I, I struggle with this, too. I struggle with this, too. I just know that racism is is completely wrong. You know? And I know here in Canada, we don't maybe understand it as, as well as people in the U.S. I know myself, working with the Edmonton Eskimos since 2004 and covering the team, you know, since then... I mean, in the beginning, I, I didn't really know. Um, basically, like I've, I've heard of racism, but until you hear the stories from the various athletes that you talk to for 16 seasons, 17, you know, 16, 17 e- or years that I've done this, starting to lose count now, um, you start to get a greater appreciation. But, you know, I don't know. To me, it just comes down treating each other with respect and dealing with each other on a case by case basis, perhaps, and just, you know, not, not, not just going, Oh, there's that select group of people or there's that select group of people. And well, I'm just not going to give them any respect at all. And so I don't know. I realize respect is earned too, but um, we've got to be a kinder people, but got to be a kinder people. So anyway, as I say this, I go, are we ever going to get there? You know, and that's a big concern that I have, but uh, sports has a power is a powerful vehicle. Athletes are a powerful entity to get the message out. And if our political leaders aren't doing it, the athletes have stepped up. And I think this has kind of become an, an organic thing. I don't think it's a manufactured thing at all. So, um, but some of you won't agree with it. And I understand because you're like, I just want to watch sports. Can I just watch sports, please? Well, you get a chance to do that tomorrow. We'll be back in a moment. At 780-496-0063. Uh, this text doesn't have a name, but I'll read it anyway. The way a sports team or players can do something is not sign with a team in a state or province where they feel injustice lives. Maybe an owner needs to threaten. Oh, and this thing moved on me. I hate it when that happens. Okay, one second here. All right, let's re-rack here. 
Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to click on it, and there you go. Uh, the way a sports team or players can do something is uh, not sign with a team in a state or province where they feel injustice lives. Maybe the owner needs to threaten the team to another city if racial injustice happens in a state or city. That is what they can do. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Norman, a combine. Hey, Dave, agree 110%. Athletes have the power, but stopping a few games won't stop racism. Leaders, schools, and everyday people need to make a lifestyle change. Then... And only then will change happen. I found uh, one note that was very interesting today. The NBA asked to have their arenas used as polling stations. That happened. So I'm like, wow, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, Norm, I, I think I echo your sentiment, but I can respect the gesture from the players. I mean, this hasn't been tried it sure got a lot of people talking. I think that's what it that's what it has accomplished the most. We'll keep it going. David Amber, who is one of the hosts on Hockey Night in Canada, one of the very good commentators in this country, in the sports world, and yes, he is black. We'll get his perspective after the news update from the 630 Chad 24-hour news center with Thomas Dias. It is Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins this week on 630 Chad Inside Sports. We'll get back going tomorrow with three games. The Vancouver Canucks will take on the Vegas Golden Knights in game three of their series. Also, uh, the first game of the day will be in Toronto. My schedule's jumping all over the place. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute here. Okay, here we go. Tampa Bay and Boston, uh, they are first up tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m., and then it's the Islanders and the Flyers. By the way, Tampa Bay leads the Bruins by a count of two games to one. Islanders and Flyers are tied at one, game three tomorrow in Toronto starting at five. And as I mentioned, Vegas and Vancouver will be playing game three tomorrow at 7.45, then game four on Sunday at 8.30. I mean, the, the schedule now, because of the last two days, it's really been compressed. If this series goes seven, I haven't checked the other series, but it, it sounds like it's going to be kind of similar, pretty close anyway. If this series goes seven, it's going to be five games in seven days. Wow, that's uh, that is a lot of hockey, even even though they're in one spot and there's no travel involved. That's still a lot. Uh, Lee says, people who say athletes shouldn't speak up for social causes are the same people who will say they don't want their politicians infringing on their rights. The sad part is nothing will change these people's minds. Uh, No name on this text, but as a woman in an interracial marriage, I do worry about my children and obstacles they may face or have already faced. My husband is black. However, I do get a little bristled when I hear about how we don't understand or haven't seen racism in Canada. No, maybe not completely to the extent of the states, but look at the history of how our First Nations people are treated. So proud the players are taking a stance. And the Big L, always love hearing the Big L from the Big L. Over the past couple of years, my youngest has taken a real interest in jazz, and part of his education has been discovering how much racism black musicians have to deal with. A lot of them want to, or a lot of them went to Europe 
to get away from the higher intensity of prejudice that existed in the States and that at the time parallels American baseball and basketball's early days. Sadly, the needle on this issue has not moved enough since then. That is from the big L. We're going to keep the needle moving on this issue as uh, very pleased to be joined by David Amber, who is one of the hosts of the of Hockey Night in Canada on Rogers. Uh, David, nice to have you on the show. How are you doing, sir? Good, Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. It's been, uh, I tell you, it's been a tumultuous week. It's been a tumultuous summer. It's really been a tumultuous uh, year. And we know what COVID-19 and the effect that has had on, on, on the world and especially in this country. But we also know what, uh, you know, unfortunately, more racial and social injustice. We talk about George Floyd, you know, Breonna Taylor, and lately with uh, Jacob Blake, uh, with the shooting over the weekend. And, um, it, it has halted sports this week and it's uh it's you know it, it it's something we've never seen before that were teams it started in the nba and then the nhl followed suit and major league baseball followed suit and you know even the tennis world and uh it stopped nfl training camps uh, down south uh this is something that's very unprecedented but we, when this all started to really accelerate a couple days ago david i'm just wondering what 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 your thoughts were well, it's funny. On Sunday, we were in the studio, um, and and I was on Twitter, and I saw the video come up of Jacob Blake and the shooting, and I went, "Oh God!" And it just, I kind of caught my breath because it was, it was exactly, it just was reminiscent to me of what happened with George Floyd, just sort of a, a situation that was didn't seem needy at all and just escalated so quickly and there was just no real humanity there i I just you know it kind of takes your breath away when you see something like that Mm -hmm. and i was sitting beside brian burke i showed him the video and then kevin bieksa walked by showed bieksa the video and we were all like oh man and i said this is going to be big And, and we didn't really know how it would impact the sports world per se but um you know here we are a few days later and it's it's has our attention and has us talking about some really key issues and uh it's been a, a mix uh, you, you presented you know off the top of the interview you presented to the, you know 2020 has been a crazy year it's a year we'd all like to forget and leave in the rearview mirror but maybe uh, if nothing else there's one good thing can come out of it as we're, we're bringing up some very you know relevant conversations about some things that really need to move in the right direction in our in our society and i'm glad to see these conversations are taking place and let's hope that it helps change the landscape and there's proper reform moving forward so we have a a more just and equitable place for all of us to live and that's the one thing that this is doing david is if uh, if the nba decided not to 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 start the boycott and um you know the wnba followed suit and and other leagues too and the nhl they followed suit yesterday we wouldn't be talking about this so to me that that's the biggest effect of this right now and we'll see what happens going forward and i certainly hope this does spark some change because it has to change um but we're talking about this and if we kept playing we still be talking about it but maybe not in the not the way we're doing it now listen as a hockey fan i was disappointed there's no hockey yesterday there's no hockey today but as a a member of society with a conscious wanting to help end racial discrimination and systemic inequality I, i mean i'm i'm pretty happy for this opportunity now that we have taken that platform and we've said hey Let's take a step back. There's bigger things in life than sports. And it gives everyone an opportunity to reflect, to listen. You know, for for many people, it's a chance to acknowledge that these issues even do occur. Uh, You know, educate ourselves and move together and try and, 
you know, find these blind spots and how we can fix them. And what was uplifting to me, David, is yesterday watching the NHL players come together, you know, showing their unification towards this one cause. And listen, there's many, many, many white players in the league who've never had to experience things in their in their own lives that right. the, you know the, the minority players have had to experience so sometimes it's hard to internalize that these issues occur and you know many people i think previously would say well i don't discriminate against people i treat people well so i'm doing my part we're no longer at that stage you can be just a, a passive good person you need to be an active person involved in this movement and i think it's been brought to their attention you know evander kane i interviewed him on wednesday and he said you know, he said the burden of everything that's going on, the racism, the discrimination, the systemic issues that we're suffering from, the burden can't be fixed on the shoulders exclusively of those being burdened by the problem. It mm -hmm. needs to actually, we need allies. And I think that was something that's opened a lot of the, the NHL players' eyes. Like, okay, we need to do this together. We got to fight for this together. Again, it's not just as simple as, well, I treat people nicely, so I'm doing my part. So I think it's started a bigger conversation. I think there's great value. And it was just a beautiful and powerful scene, what we saw yesterday, you know, from the Western Conference teams in Edmonton, uh, you know, standing there together unified and uh it's something we really haven't seen in, in in my lifetime that i can remember yeah it's really special and you know with ryan reeves uh leading the way uh and and he also said look uh, we're getting the support from the white nhl players and and that's important so we all feel like we're together and uh i think that was an amazing show of support david uh for sure and you know i want to ask you as well uh and, and you kind of reference this we're joined by david amber uh, one of the hosts of hockey night in canada uh, joining us here on 6 30 chat inside sports i know wednesday was a really tough day for the NHL because uh, they they went on and played. Now, in fairness, the early game in Toronto was the Islanders and, and Flyers. The, the stuff down in Orlando with the NBA started to really swell up about midway through that game. And then it was Boston and Tampa Bay in Toronto. Then, of course, here in Edmonton, it was uh, it was Dallas and Colorado. And I know there was uh, a lot of criticism towards the league. I mean, Kelly Rudy, your colleague, uh, said we shouldn't be playing. We should be, you know, reflecting. Um, and, you know, I put out a tweet saying I, I wasn't bothered by the fact that they played, but I didn't really like the NHL's kind of response with their statement and just kind of how they... You know, the, the moment of reflection was nice, but it was almost like they were trying to get through it as fast as they could. Um, but, you know, the responses I got was, well, what do you expect from a bunch of white, rich Canadians and Europeans? And I went, OK, that's part accurate, but it's also that's kind of, you know, and Jason Dickinson kind of touched on this. It's you got, you know, a lot of C Canadians up here that that they don't necessarily understand what goes on in the U.S. And there's what, about well, I think uh, 30% of the league is about is, is American. So there's a lot of people in the NHL that may not understand. And, you know, that could be a point of criticism, but, it, but it's also factual and it could be a point of education as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, uh, David. I, you know, one, one of the things I'll say is, you know, things happen fast on Wednesday. We were in the studio and... You know, we started out before our show, hours before our show, discussing how we would address the possibility of if the NBA isn't going to play. Then the NBA decides they're not going to play. And then the WNBA, then MLS, then MLB. And it became this big snowball. And quite frankly, the NHL, I think, 
the, the, the wheels were going a little too fast for the NHL. And what was difficult on our end is we didn't hear much from the NHL. They didn't really issue a statement. There wasn't really clarity on where they stood or how they were going about their decision to keep playing or whatever. So we were blowing in the wind a little bit. And it was, it was, a, it was a deflating day. Um, it was difficult on set, as you mentioned, for all of us. It, it was tough subject matter. And we also felt a little bit, um, you know, just in, in, a, in a difficult spot. Uh, and then yesterday was very uplifting. It seems like the NHL had time to, to think about it, namely the players. I, I, we say the NHL, but it's the players. The players right. have time to evaluate where things are, what needs to be done, what's the best course of action. And I think they did something that we can all be proud of. You know, I keep saying to people, this isn't a, a black or white issue. It's a, a wrong or right issue. It's mm-hmm. about wanting to address some issues. And, and you're right. There is going to be a group of, of players, and certainly in the fan base, there's people who don't see these issues don't see systemic racism issues but you know if you do a little bit of digging you do a little bit of educating yourselves and you look into you know whether it's the legal system whether it's the education system whether it's voting suppression you know there's a number of areas where um there is systemic issues that need to be addressed reform needs to take place you know, and we, it's easy to say, well, that's the states, that's the states. That's really not the case. I mean, here where I live in Toronto, the Ontario Human Rights Commission, you know, did an independent report on the police and, and their involvement in the black community in 2018. And what it came up with was that if you're a black person in Toronto, you're 20 times more likely to be involved in a fatal shooting from police than a white person. 20 times more likely. And there's a lot of different factors that play in there. But the bottom line is black males specifically disproportionately represented, whether it's police violence, excessive force, and yes, fatal shootings. So there's systemic issues here in Canada as well as the States. And it's just right now is a time for racial reckoning for people to identify and acknowledge that there are problems and then we can move forward until we identify like hey there really are some problems people aren't just complaining to complain uh you're seeing videos and for every video we're seeing trust me there's numerous 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 situations that aren't caught on video um so i think we're just that we're at that time now david where it's it's important for us to address this look this in the eye and try and move together in a positive way as a community and it's nice to see the hockey community pulling together and right now the the, uh, hockey diversity alliance this afternoon meeting with both the eastern conference teams and the western conference teams and going through some of the initiatives they want to see the teams and the league take you have a lot of very powerful resourceful people who own the nhl teams you have a lot of very powerful and resourceful players who have a lot of money and have a huge platform how do we want to use that how can it benefit the fan base how can it make the game more inclusive how can it help make society more inclusive and more understanding so these are all the things being discussed right now so that's a real positive coming out of all of this Joined by David Amber, the uh, one of the hosts of Hockey Night in Canada, uh, joining us here on 6:30 Chet Inside Sports. I love the fact, David, you said this isn't a black-white issue. This is a right-wrong issue. I mean, you're a black man. I'm a white man. Uh, we're in the we're in the broadcast industry. We get to work in sports. It's awesome. It's cool. But uh, you know, this is really kind of stretching a lot of people. Uh, I've had to talk about this for you know. The, the last two nights I'm going to talk about again tonight. Uh, you know, we're talking about again tonight, but mm-hmm. I love that you said this is, this is a right, wrong issue. Um, and you know, I think too many people want to make it a black, white issue. So I, I love that you said that, it, that, that hit a lot of, a uh, lot, lot of marks with me. And I, th- I hope it hits a lot of marks with people because you know, it's, uh, it's 100% true. Yeah. Listen, um, <laughs> 
things are, are, are arguably better than they were in many respects than 10 years ago, than 15 years ago, et cetera. But there's just a long way to go. And one thing that does make me feel a little bit, um, uh, it's uplifting and, and it makes me feel like there can, we can have some cautious optimism is it does seem more people are, are interested in this topic now, more people are invested in this. And quite frankly, you know, I'm a middle-aged guy. I'm not sure how old you are, but uh, I think it's this next generation for all the complaining we do about the, the young <laughs> generation. Uh, you know, these are people who are trying to lead by example. And I think they're starting to say enough's enough, um, whether it's gender rights, whether it's racial, ethnicity rights, religious rights. I think the next generation is much better than our generation, and we're much better, I imagine, than our parents' generation. So we're moving in the right direction. I'd say the movement's been awfully slow. I mean, it was 57 years ago today that Martin Luther King Jr. had his march on Washington, and he talked about police brutality, he talked about equality, he talked about all sorts of things. And here we are now, 57 years later, and there's a march on Washington today with a lot of the same topics being discussed. So this is a fluid situation an evolving situation, but I like the fact that it's become something that is uh, really at the forefront right now, and it's yeah. unfortunate that whether it's Jacob Blake or whether it's George Floyd or Tamir Rice or Freddie Gray, and I can go on listing off names for the next five minutes, but these people shouldn't be getting wounded or dying in vain. Uh, things need to be done. Things need to be addressed on a lot of, um, you know, reform needs to take place in many respects and people's voices need to be heard. And I think that's what we're really aiming for right now. Well, I, I love the fact that, you know, the NHL has uh, really taken uh, uh, a big time responsibility with this. And uh, I love what Brad Marchand said today. And uh, I don't love a lot of what Brad Marchand does on the ice, obviously, like a lot of people, but he's a, he's a heck of a hockey player. But uh, he just showed his, his character today, too, when he's talked about the stick-to-sports crowd that just want to watch hockey. And he said, too bad, we have bigger things we care about, uh, want to do and want to improve on. I love that. I love the fact that there, there's other players, like I believe it's Luke Shen and Braden Coburn of the Lightnings that said, yes. I'm not taking a hockey question today. And honestly, I was going to ask you a hockey question today, and I'm like, you know what, for one day, for one more day i think we can park it and we'll enjoy hockey tomorrow yeah you know what again do i miss the game i'm i'm very interested to see you know how vancouver and 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 you know their series against vegas plays out trust me as a sports fan it's, there's days i there's nothing i love more than going into the studio to to do my job which is to watch and to talk sports and to hear from our analysts and to to get into it with how passionate the fans are and you know having a chance to do as many oiler games as as the late night host the hockey night it's fantastic i love it um but there are things that are bigger than sports and this is one of those things and if we together in the hockey community can help uh, make things better and open some eyes and educate some people and, you know, gain a greater acknowledgement to some of these systemic issues that are still plaguing society, then that's great. And we can't just be naive, bury our heads in the sand and say, well, we're just talking about sports, stick to sports. That's an antiquated notion. And uh, I'm glad, you know, and, and kudos to you for recognizing and understanding that. And, you know, for some people who just want to keep them compartmentalized, sports is here and politics is over here. This isn't, you know, politics. This is this is bigger than politics. This isn't a political issue. This is a human rights issue. And I think we need to understand that. So, uh, you know, I have strong convictions about this. Many of our, you know, fans and listeners and viewers have as well. And I think that's great. I think together, collectively, we can really affect some change. David, thank you so much for your time today and uh, all the best. And uh, we get going, we'll get back going with three games tomorrow uh, with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy it.
Yeah, thanks so much. Um, look forward to being back in Edmonton. Maybe I'll be there for the uh, Stanley Cup final. So thanks so much for having me on your show. Great discussion tonight with David Amber, one of the hosts of Hockey Night in Canada. All right, in the, uh, where, where are we at here? In the bottom of the sixth inning, there we go. The uh, Blue Jays have just scored a run. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. scoring on a wild pitch. The Jays lead the Baltimore Orioles by a score of 3-2. Uh, by the way, their game that was uh, postponed yesterday because the Jays and Red Sox, a uh, number of uh, teams yesterday that said we're not playing today just to uh, just to uh, basically boycott and uh, talk about more uh, racial and social injustice and uh, come against that. Uh, it's been rescheduled for a doubleheader on September the 4th. So uh, week today, I believe. Yeah. So there you go. Stanley Cup playoff action resumes tomorrow. The Vancouver Canucks and Vegas Golden Knights at 7.45 here in Edmonton earlier in the day. They get going at 10 a.m. Edmonton time in Toronto. Boston and Tampa Bay Lightning Lightning lead three, uh, two games to one. And the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders will get underway at 5 o'clock Edmonton time down in Toronto. Uh, there's going to be a lot of games and a lot of days and not very many days, that is, to make up for the last two days because the uh, second round is scheduled to end if it goes the distance uh, a week from today news is next from the 630 chat 24-hour news center with thomas dice when we come back jacob ruby from your double e football team jacob's hanging out in uh, london ontario and obviously would rather be preparing for a game tomorrow here at home against the saskatchewan rough riders but that's not happening no cfl season so we'll see how he's Making the best of it. Second hour coming up on Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. 911. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.